0: Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James.
1: <laughs> Chelsea and we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we like to get scared together. We recorded an intro to this and I just immediately spoiled it right <laughs> off the bat. I don't wanna do that, so we're We're doing another take of the opening to this episode. If you can't tell, this is going to be an unedited as shit episode of the podcast because we want to get a review out of this movie.
0: Yeah. And as with all movies that we review when they're still in theaters, uh, and the reason we redid that intro is because we'll start with a non-spoilery section. So if you're listening to this and still want to see the movie, you can listen to it for a good five, ten minutes.
1: Right. We'll give
0: general thoughts, and then we'll warn you when we get into the spoilers.
1: Yeah, because this is one, it's worth going in not knowing anything. Definitely. I almost wish I had seen zero trailers for I know. This. I avoided the, <laughs> or
0: I saw the first trailer, thought it looked cool, avoided all the other ones. But
1: even still, Even that, it
0: impacted my viewing experience. It would I,
1: be. I'm just thinking about what that movie would have been like, knowing absolutely nothing
0: about it. I know. It. And then uh, cool. in a comment on today's Kill Count that was released, someone, mm. it wasn't a specific spoiler. But, but it was still... still something that framed my viewing of the movie, which was frustrating. I'll let you know in the spoiler section. But we haven't even said the name of the movie. Us. Yeah. Jordan Peele's. You us can't is what tell we're... by the
1: graphic and the and the title of the episode you clicked play on. Yeah,
0: you know, you mm-hmm. know it's us. Uh, just came out, and this is of course Jordan Peele's follow up to his Academy Award winning Get Out. Oh
1: yeah, he did win.
0: It did win for screenplay. Yes, it did. Yeah. Uh, so high expectations going into us mm-hmm. and it's a very different movie.
1: It's very different, which is cool.
0: Yes. It's cool that it's not the same movie that he's not. I mean, it, it's hardly, it, it sh- barely has anything in common with get out, to be honest. Because yeah. Get out is like, it's, it's a kind of a more thriller. Whereas this is uh more straight horror. This I think. feels
1: more horror like explicitly horror than get out i think
0: and at the same time i think there's more comedy in us
1: because yeah. has
0: the tsa character and he's like <laughs> the sole comic relief but us is really funny it's really funny yeah. yeah it's got a lot of really funny characters the cast is so good yeah because they're doing a lot they're doing a lot here and uh yeah how, how much should we say in this non-spoilery section should we assume that they saw the first trailer for the movie?
1: Yes, Because that was all let's, over the place. Yeah, let's work off that assumption. So, if you haven't seen any of the trailers, somehow, then just turn the, and, and t- just turn yeah, this off.
0: If you're that like protective, just turn this off and go see it. It's yeah, worth it. To I'm do that. sorry, I'm
1: pulling up the IMDb just so I have it to look at. Good
0: call. Good call. Do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, if you saw that first trailer, you know that there's a family and that they see doppelgangers of themselves and that's yeah. kind of all you get out of that first trailer but that's what I was talking about with the cast having performed both as themselves and as doppelganger creepy versions of themselves and they all do a very good job
1: yeah i i hope that this one gets some acting nods come
0: don't count on it it's more of a horror film than But get it's was. a Jordan
1: Peele thing yep. and he made a pretty big Flash at the Oscars. Fingers
0: crossed, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll
1: see. I didn't really like. I I didn't um, even put together the fact that this is Lupita Nyong'o's first leading role. I think. Oh, I guess first major leading because think of everything she's been in. Twelve Years a
0: Slave. Her Oscar was supporting actress. Yeah. And then it's like Maz Kana, which is like a voice weird motion <laughs> she capture. She's great movie. as her. Uh she is. Black Panther supporting role. So Yeah. Yeah, but first it's leading weird. role. She's
1: just so it's 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 weird to remember that she's not been a leading that is actor weird. yet.
0: Well, that's why they gave her two roles here.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's so like I don't know how much we can say without spoiling it. I'll say um
0: because i'm assuming that most people listening to this have seen get out Mm -hmm. uh this it's not as tight as get out get Mm -hmm. out is a very tight um uh
1: yeah get out i didn't have tons i didn't yeah i see what you mean i didn't have a ton of questions you know
0: both like with the script and with the the setting and the themes everything is smaller yes. and tighter in get out. I think yeah. it's even I think get out is closer to 90 minutes whereas this movie and it it didn't feel long. I was mm-hmm. never annoyed by it, but we did get home and it was later than we thought it yeah, was. Yeah, I was didn't like, realize oh, we
1: were gone for so long. Yeah, it's
0: a 2 hour movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll say that I was expecting cuz you had seen that this wasn't the case uh beforehand. I didn't know this. Going into us, I assumed there would be more uh, commentary related to race.
1: Mm, Yeah, Jordan Peele has said in interviews, this is not a film about race, at least explicitly, but I don't think that's, yeah, that's not the movie he's trying to make.
0: Yeah, this is more about, it ends up being about... Oh, or is that spoilery? I think that's spoilery. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not about race. There is social commentary. A lot. It's a
1: Jordan Peele movie.
0: Yeah. No, but it's great. Yeah, no, yeah. I love that he has uh, a lot to say about other things, like not just race, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which, like, yeah, because, I mean, the things he talks about or the things that this movie uh, touches on are related to race, but it's not, the, the movie's not like, I don't know. Yeah. Only focusing on that.
1: Yeah, I guess it it is about race in the sense that you know issues like ones that are tackled in the movie are going to be I, I don't know you, like <laughs> all the, all of these issues like but these things don't exist in a bubble yeah. in our lives and so you can make the analysis that sure it's about race and. Because all these things are connected. I guess it's as vague as I can be. Yeah. Without spoiling it.
0: Yeah. We're probably going to run into a wall here with the non I'm already section. running
1: into a wall. It's uh, hard to talk it's, about it's, it. I
0: think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can say which movie I prefer. Probably Get Out. But, I, but I'm... I want to watch this movie. I
1: want to watch this again too.
0: Knowing what you know by the end of it. I think watching it a second time will be a different experience. That is the
1: one thing I saw about this movie before seeing it is that everyone who had seen it in advance before it actually came out was saying this is when I want to see a second time. So I was yeah. very curious why all these reviewers and people, I generally trust their opinions on, on films. Like why did they all want to go see this a second time? Like what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah. In summation for the non-spoilery section, it's uh, more of a horror film. It's- I
1: think definitely scarier than get out yeah but still i would say though if you are um because i know we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who don't enjoy seeing horror movies in theaters or even like watching horror films period is tough they like listening to our show but i you know it's it can be uh overwhelming sometimes to watch scary movies but this one i think if you're curious about it just go see it i don't think it's you're you're not going to be traumatized it's scary but it's, it's, it's fun fun. Yeah, it's, it's a fun time you. you can do it you're so strong. I can't think of any um yeah no, no no this is not a movie where it's it's cheap um scares where you know he's not trying to scare you to death it's just it's a fun ride it is fun mm-hmm.
0: it's a little messy a little messy sure but yeah it's great I I think you should definitely go see it and now Let's get into spoilers. Okay,
1: we're about to ruin the whole thing. Like seriously, if you if you're thinking about seeing it, don't listen. Like, turn this off. I don't care. I don't care if it affects our bottom line. Turn this off. (laughs) Yeah, I care more about the art of film than our profits, our (laughs) ad revenues.
0: That's right. I co sign yeah. that statement. Just yeah. turn this shit off. Go see this movie. Come back and listen to us then. Okay? Yeah. You did that? Then you
1: can give us our five cents or whatever <laughs> that you YouTube- took. Yeah,
0: purview. Yeah. yeah. Five cents per view. That'd be dope. Oh, it's,
1: not, I don't even know, I don't what know how is. much I don't it is. I don't even know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. This okay. is sloppy. It's now, also late. I hate recording podcasts late. It, we're recording late, and also,
0: we're recording. We just got we back We just from the theater. walked in
1: the door, which I hate.
0: So It sucks.
1: I Because I want to get this out mm-hmm. because YouTube. That's our career. That's how views work. Yeah. Everyone's going to be looking for the review of this. But, man, I hate talking about a movie and analyzing a movie after i saw it like an hour ago yeah especially one like this where there's a lot of stuff going on my notes are um my notes look similar to my notes from hereditary oh you stayed
0: in the lines mostly though holy shit
1: towards like these towards the end though are getting a little yeah
0: but i mean i'm like oh yeah. yeah i don't even okay
1: i can't even read some of this
0: uh yeah so just if we miss stuff don't bite our heads off man yeah, we just got home we haven't had time to think about it a lot we we did discuss it a bit in the car ride home with Liz mm-hmm. uh, who we saw it with soundproof Liz I and have, then we read some stuff online
1: I, yeah I have a lot to, of thoughts on it mm-hmm. and I was curious if things I noticed had been noticed by other people and I hadn't some like I haven't really seen anyone point out so I'm, I'm interested to see if other people noticed the things I did or if you all think I'm a genius I don't know <laughs> (laughs)
0: I think you're a genius, baby. (laughs) But yeah, so just know that this is—I mean, even for a fucking kill count, I do a week of research into the movie. So we're going into this with our pants down. Don't laugh at Uh our weebs.
1: Our pants down?
0: That's a metaphor I just came up with. Yeah, do you like like it? it? Uh Thank you.
1: This movie opens, and we have seriously last warning—we're going to ruin it. (laughs) It opens with there's like a, a screen, and it. There's some text about how there are tunnels underneath the United States. Thousands of miles. Thousands of miles of tunnels. So subway tunnels, mine shafts.
0: They have no known purpose. No known purpose. Apparently, this wasn't in an early cut of the movie, this little title card.
1: Ooh. I'm glad they put it in. I'm glad, too, because really framed it, it really it <laughs> really made me feel super creeped out right off the bat. Yeah. Because the idea of abandoned tunnels everywhere is awful. I think that's so creepy. <laughs> so I I literally my first note is just the word tunnels and then I drew a little like dot dot upside down D face. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt going into this.
0: And it gets uh tunnels and underground get referenced right off the bat too because we started in 1986 on a TV and in the bookshelf alongside the TV. I
1: love this. There's a lot of
0: tapes and books and stuff. But one of the tapes is Chud. Chud. Which is, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's from, it's They're sewer. Chud's
1: live in the sewers. Yeah, and, and they
0: were the uh, product of a government experiment, mm-hmm. which is the same case here. Spoilers, we're in this territory now. Yeah, yeah we're just going to be talking about. It. Also, Goonies was apparently there. And they also go around oh, in yeah. mm-hmm. tunnels mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, Jordan oh, yeah. Peel, great
1: at there's so many man this movie is just this this is the kind of stuff where i so i i hate reference heavy stuff i don't it's not my favorite. like i think it's a lazy way to make something you
0: know that kill counts are like half references but the the
1: the premise of them isn't though isn't that sure I'm talking like, I don't family know, guy. family guy or just, I don't know, things. Where it's like, I know that. Like, or that's the problem. A lot of people have ready player one, right? It's yeah. just, oh, I know that thing. But this is like, you get that, that joy in this of, because we like, I also have just a primal like monkey brain where I see something I know and I get excited. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you get that in this, but it's not in your face.
0: Yeah. It's either thematically relevant, like those things like, mm-hmm. oh, I know Chud chud oh underground stuff oh
1: and it's a little bit of a wink wink towards what's going on here
0: or it's it's subtle enough to not be intrusive like what you saw
1: i leaned over and was like james 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 yeah i I didn't so yeah yeah, a lot of people noticed this too when i was Mm -hmm. googling um discussions of the movie later in the in the movie a set of twins gets gets off and they're laying in a hallway and they're they're posed exactly like the twins in the shining where it flashes their corpses in that movie yeah and I that's great I thought that was just such a nice little little touch good so and that's there. not invasive that's not like look it's the sh- twins from the shining it's just if you know that th- if you know that scene then you
0: that's the that's the thing about references uh I think that are really good that where if you know it it's good but if you don't it doesn't take away it doesn't take
1: away yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah I think yeah.
0: So we're in 1986, and uh, we're going to Santa Cruz mm-hmm. with Addie, a little girl, eight years old, I think.
1: Yeah, Adelaide.
0: Yes, and her parents, and they're going to Santa Cruz also. They're walking along the boardwalk, and apparently the mom says, oh, they're filming a movie over there. You could go be an extra. 1986, Santa Cruz boardwalk. Lost
1: Boys. That's Lost Which, Boys. Which, again, I didn't catch that during the movie. It took away nothing from me. It just was like kind of an offhanded
0: yeah. comment. But it does go to show that like Jordan Peele – Huge fan of the genre. Yeah, Mr. Peel, please come to our Lost Boys
1: too. They're living in a um, isn't that it's in like, like a like
0: cave a, system underground? Is right? it a
1: cave or is it like a straight up abandoned something? Uh, I forget. I don't know, but still, they're yeah. living in these like weird caves and stuff. Um, she's there with her parents, and her the dads. the dad is playing this game, and he wins her a Thriller shirt, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson Thriller. It
0: actually matters. Yep. Yeah and uh yeah he just loves the carnival games he has an interesting whack-a-mole technique though i noticed he just, <laughs> he just hit the hits one the hole, same one hole which like i guess you're yeah, always gonna sure. hit that mole but i feel like you're uh kind of losing out on potentiality there on the other ones
1: right 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he also has clearly been drinking yeah um and mom is not happy about it. she's trying to
0: that's not a happy marriage.
1: No, it's not. It's very uncomfortable. Which uh, is
0: maybe why Addie wanders away.
1: Yeah, we see she she wanders away while the dad's playing whack-a-mole. Oh, I also just, duh. Ah. When she asked, she wants the t-shirt, the thriller t-shirt, the thriller t-shirt was uh, number 11 on the the That's shelf. Right. And so, that makes
0: sense because this is when she walks by the guy holding the Jeremiah 11, 11, 11, 11. Uh, which is a Bible verse about Fuck! I looked it up. It was like it, it, bringing it, it pain was extremely
1: biblically sounding shit. Yeah, some bible <laughs> yeah. shit,
0: but it's bringing pain onto people and they can't stop it. Yeah, essentially, really
1: apocalyptic know. bible. Fucking. stuff. Yeah, she walks by a guy who's holding up a, a cardboard that's like Jeremiah eleven eleven. There's two people playing rock paper scissors, which I thought was yeah. Fun. There's,
0: she like is looking around and noticing things, and then later on we see and because like when she's doing that, I was like, why are we seeing all these? like specific Mm -hmm. images and then later on when they're underground you see them all mirrored yeah with the the tethered as they are known i suppose yeah
1: i mean i just off the bat i was like oh rock paper scissors okay get it wink wink scissors right nice
0: good call good call yeah Yeah. uh yeah she finds uh the (laughs) what's it called
1: oh it's the shaman's vision quest it's it's down on the beach she like kind of walks down off the boardwalk and she's on the sand and um, it says,
0: "Find yourself." Find
1: yourself, yeah. The shaman's vision quest. And it's like
0: a hall of mirrors, and she goes into it, gets lost.
1: Yeah, and notably, when she's walking around, she has this candy apple, and this is a big, like, I'm, I'm already just.
0: Yeah, you you went on a tangent with this, and it was I really did. Interesting. No, it was. was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah,
1: for sure. I was like, a- am I onto something, or am I just making sure? No, because like Jordan, P- that's the thing is like with this
0: movie, even if it didn't live up to your expectations, because you were expecting something different, there's a lot to dig into and think about. And yeah. That's what's Fucking cool because Jordan Peele put all this stuff in there, and that's why we're gonna have this conversation.
1: Yeah, this is not like this is a a hell of an effort of it. Like this is the least lazy film you can make. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's very because I think I read somewhere that he did have Lupita at least watch The Shining, and I think that this is a very um like Kubrick. It, it feels very much like The Shining, where you watch The Shining and maybe you're like, what the f-? like. There's so much going on here. People still can't agree what that movies about. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like, again, there's a whole documentary about that. And this one I think is, has that potential where there could be so many different meanings. So my wacky, this is my Room 237 style theory about the movie Us when, so Adelaide, which by the way, I looked up the meaning of the name Adelaide and it means nobility or one who is noble. So like a princess. So we have our princess walking around and she's carrying a candy apple. And I instantly think of Snow White in fairy tales. Like that's such obvious imagery. And so she drops the apple, the candy apple into the sand Right when she goes into Shaman's Vision Quest, which in present day has been changed to the Merlin's Merlin's Vision Quest, which I thought was very funny.
0: That's a very funny little thing because about, oh, we can have Shaman's That shit quest would
1: have been Shaman's Vision Quest in the 80s. Sure. <laughs> so she walks in there and she's Snow White in this forest. It reminded me of, um, I'm, I, I'm surprised that that... I think people did write in that scene for our childhood fears episode, but the scene where Snow White is lost in the forest and there's all these crazy branch it's, it's it's scary. Creepy. That's yeah. a creepy scene. Um we have that jump scare owl that pops out and she
0: That's a very Snow White animal.
1: Yeah. So it's got this kind of Snow White vibe, and even you think of what's one of the most famous lines from Snow White, it's mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all. So she's walking around in here and she sees a um it's like she's seeing all like obviously it's a hall of mirrors she's seeing herself all over the place but then she sees a reflection of herself that is facing the other way Yeah, the back of her head so and then she realizes it's not a reflection it's a straight-up real person standing there and it's her and that other her looks at her and
0: we don't even see that we just see her eyes go wide oh and yeah we don't credit That's later right. on we see what okay happened. so we
1: don't see her turn around but um I mean, this will make sense once we explain more like, of go the ahead. story. Yeah, talk but about whatever. Whatever. Yeah, later. this is yeah. a very like... I don't think
0: we need to go beat by beat because okay. I'm assuming most of these people have watched have seen the movie it. and are just here to... Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, this it. is a yeah. very
1: loosey-goosey yeah. review of this. So whatever, man. So you have Snow White, but many people don't know, maybe more so now because I believe Disney is making a version of this. Snow White in like fairy tales, although it's weird, the Snow White... Of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is not apparently the Snow White of Snow White and Rose Red. It's kind of like how Jack and the Beanstalk is not Jack and jill or like jack is such a
0: okay
1: you know sure. ambiguous whatever so well, snow white there's snow White's
0: a bit more unique I don't, the name but there's than more jack, than
1: one but, version of yeah, her yeah, so yeah, yeah. there is a version of snow white where she has a sister named rose red
0: mm, yeah, and I don't
1: know this. oh my god there was i was reading a version of the story and i wanted to read this quote from it that i was like oh fuck it's is, so good
0: this is the one about marriage Because you said Snow White marries a prince.
1: Snow White marries the prince, and Rose Red marries the prince's brother.
0: Yeah, so that uh, ties in later when Adelaide and uh, her doppelganger, whose name is Red...
1: Yes, exactly. Her yeah. doppelganger's name is Red. And then, okay, so this is the two children. This is Snow White and Rose Red. Were so fond of each other that they always held each other by the hand when they went out together. And when Snow White said, "We will not leave each other," Rose Red answered, "Never, so long as we live." And their mother would add, "What one has, she must share with the other."
0: That's exactly what happens in this movie. Yeah, yeah. so.
1: Could be a coincidence, but I think it's pretty neat, especially considering when when Red comes to visit Adelaide, she begins with Once Upon a Time. Yep. That might be the first thing she says. It is, it's the first it thing is literally the first thing. So I think, I think there's something to that that this is a fairy tale in a fucked up way because yeah those original fairy tales are also really scary and the
0: white rabbits running around
1: yeah we have white rabbits too so you're getting maybe some Alice in Wonderland kind of mm-hmm. stuff there's um later she's dancing to music from the Nutcracker which I wrote down as being something that really I, 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 I thought that was a really interesting choice because she's dancing to the music and that that's a Potted do de that's like two it's supposed to be a guy and a girl partner dance but she's dancing by herself to it and i was like that's oh, but weird but she's not, but she's not. she is dancing with someone oh, else nice, to that dude nice yeah awesome. so there's all these cool little fairy tale dualities happening in it i think it's so cool yeah so uh, yeah, I don't the, know. the
0: title card and credits after that play over the rabbit and it's like zooming mm-hmm. out over all these cages of rabbits that at that point in time, we don't know what's up. Yeah. But later on, we learned they were what? The first part of the government experiment I... to clone. They started with rabbits.
1: I think so, yeah. So
0: I guess let's just say what uh, the end reveal is that the government mm-hmm. has been cloning people unbeknownst to them in an effort to control the people on the surface by controlling the people underground
1: that's what that's what i gather they're kinda. tethered they
0: share one soul they were able to clone the body but not the soul so the two things yeah share a soul which was a cool thing like yeah cool. uh now and that's why they're all walking around with scissors as a symbol of like cutting themselves free cutting themselves mm-hmm. separate because the tethered people underground uh end up wanting to be free
1: yeah there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. We also have, Um, I, I do want to point out in the beginning, we have a commercial for the Hands Across America event, which was a real thing in the 80s, and it is the most 80s shit I could think of. I also pulled up an article on my phone about uh, Jordan Peele talking about Hands Across America. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I was reading an article about that event. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd heard of it, but I couldn't remember if, did they actually fucking do it? Like, did they, and I guess it was like, cause you can't like physically, you can't. Why not? You, there's mountains and shit. You can go just, up mountains. I don't know. The logistics of it are a lot.
0: It'd be fucking cool though.
1: It would be pretty cool, but they, they like. I guess if you did the math, the amount of people holding hands would have. Could do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, got <laughs> Ronald and Nancy Reagan oh, jumping they, they in. Held hands? Yeah, and pretended to care about the homeless.
0: <laughs> Nancy probably, nah, I won't say
1: anything.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an edited
1: episode. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. I did think it was interesting that the Hands Across America began the line began and this is the most like oh man it began in battery city park which is shit i'm not sure i mean it's i think it's on the east coast yeah with a six-year-old homeless girl i looked her up and sure enough she is a little black girl with pigtails (gasps) which i thought was kind of interesting not the exact same hair but i just thought that that was a like it, just an interesting visual parallel. Yeah, that's something. Um, But yeah, so Hands Across America was this event that was that people like donated money to join and it was it, it was raising money for the homeless. But it was one of those things where the amount of money needed to organize this. <laughs> it didn't raise a ton of money. And let me see if I can find a quote. Um, So, okay, at the end of the day, was Hands Across America a success in terms of raising awareness? Sure, maybe. But in terms of raising money, the event was widely regarded as a disappointment. It cost between 14 million and 16 million to organize, but ultimately only raised about 15 million for charity. (laughs) Still, uh, let's see. Um, Jordan Peele uh, saw a dark side to the event. Hands Across America was this idea of American optimism and hope and Ronald Reagan style. We can get things done if we just hold hands. He told Vanity Fair at South by Southwest. It's a great gesture, but you can't actually cure hunger and all that. The uh, the event also coincided with a cultural moment that had a profound effect on the director. That was when I was afraid of horror movies. That's when the Challenger disaster happened. There are several 80s images that conjure up a feeling of both bliss and innocence and also the darkest of the dark. Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. that note about it being something that um, ostensibly is to help the underclass yeah but really doesn't do anything
1: that stuck out to me immediately that commercial where it pointedly says like we're all joining hands across America to help the homeless and it just sounds like such bullshit and it sounds like such like we are the world kind of which was that those were organized by the same people by the way just Uh. that very 80s like yeah we're all gonna just we're gonna care so hard that we're gonna fix it you know, without actually addressing like the root, yes, yeah, yeah. and we still do that. No. <laughs> we still like. This is not to say that this is unique to the 80s, but that's when we see all these big celebrity charity things, and yeah,
0: yeah, because that's that's the thing with this movie is I think the the most obvious socio um, social commentary reading of it is this underground group as the underclass of America, mm-hmm. akin to uh, homeless people. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, they're the the people who we ignore on the streets because it's inconvenient for us. Mm-hmm. And we go on living our lives not even thinking about them or how our actions affect them. Mm-hmm. And that's what the tethered people are.
1: Right. And in that think, reading. And think of if you're thinking of it that way, think about who survives this movie and who doesn't. You have Lupita and her family, and they they try to investigate what's behind, like they go looking to see what is going on whereas like they take an active role whereas tim heidecker and and uh elizabeth moss's family tim literally says i don't want to get up from my comfy place (laughs) yeah which is what we do when we ignore that there is this underclass of people we refuse to get up from our comfy place we refuse to adjust our system and address systemic things instead we do fun like things that make us feel good like hands across america that don't actually affect our day-to-day he doesn't want to get from his comfy chair and that gets him murdered like they all get murdered
0: (laughs) also and this comment i saw on reddit so i won't take credit for it but uh they kill the tethered people with golf clubs and a boat which yes. are rich people things? Yeah, like golf clubs and the that only stuck rich people love golf me. clubs and boats. Yeah, know? it
1: stuck out to me instantly that this Lupita's family and and the other family, their friends, are well off people. They have mm-hmm. summer houses. They have boats. There was what the Crawdaddy, the Crawdaddy, and, and Biatch.
0: It's I wonder if it's pronounced Biatch.
1: Biatch. No, it was Biatch. Wait. Biatch. No, it's
0: Biatch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you don't pronounce "yacht."
0: No, it's no, like it's yacht. Yacht. You because don't say "yacht." No, you say yacht. It's a yacht. A yacht. A yacht. You're right. A biatch. biatch. It is biatch. I'm sorry. Oh wait, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I've never had a yacht before. You're
1: pronouncing it like a fucking that Monty Python sketch where his name is Raymond Luxury Yacht.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Not all of us have yachts to go riding around <laughs> on chelsea yeah but i know your yacht family uh-huh they're not
1: they're not yeah i've <laughs> <laughs> i think that yeah it's weird. we're both from michigan but like the culture of boating and shit is so foreign to me that's such like rich kid shit yeah going on boats and like tubing and stuff yeah
0: uh the, but yeah these
1: are like well-off characters is the point
0: definitely <laughs> Oh, also, I love that the credits have a Janelle Monae song. Yes, do the, yeah, like, the music in this Yeah, oh, the music is fucking great.
1: Like the opening credits music, where it's that slow zoom on oh, that. I was yeah. like, what is this song? I don't know what it was, but it's so great. Like good. the vocal intonations yeah. and the,
0: the vibrance of it. Yeah. Like the reverberations is so cool. Also, they have the, on the back of their vehicle, they have those little decals of the family.
1: The holding hands. Holding hands yeah.
0: just like the, the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I was
1: happy to see- Janelle, or here, Janelle Monet. Yeah, we love. And, I think mean, we love Janelle Monae. We saw her. Was that 2012? That was a while. 2013. Ago. Yeah, she was like a small mm-hmm. stage at Coachella. She was not.
0: She's blown up. She's since blown then up. Sure. And it's but we've been stands. Yes, we are. We are.
1: Yeah, we're. Uh, uh, o G we
0: Janelle Monet stands. Yeah,
1: for sure. Like we liked her before. It was cool.
0: Arch Android baby.
1: Yeah. Arch
0: Android. I don't know if you pronounce that. I don't know how to pronounce things, apparently, especially when there's a ch <laughs> involved. Uh, I do love that the dad dabs. Oh, he's, I he's missed such a dad. I was
1: writing, and I was wondering what everyone laughed at. Damn, <laughs> I missed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you missed the dab, and then the daughter was like, ew.
1: Okay, I was wondering what I missed in that moment. Yeah, that's just... the problem with taking notes during a movie: is you miss like just little.
0: And that—that's a fun thing too—is just the family's relationship, like the uh, uh, uh. Winston Duke, right? From Black Panther. He, oh. He and Lupita have a real playful relationship. They're so when, cute When he's on the bed yeah. wanting to seduce she's her. She's like, it's I want to, oh
1: yeah, what does she say? She's like, uh, uh... oh man, I wrote it down and now I don't know where it she's is. She's
0: like, I want to get, oh yeah, she's like, I want to go. Where are you trying to where go you, to? Where are
1: you trying to go to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's really fun and provides a lot of the comedic relief. That I mention. Um, I don't know if some people had an issue with it being interjected in points where maybe it shouldn't have been, but I think it was a nice way to like break tension. Yeah. Or And also the way he was reacting was at least most of the time. I feel pretty rational and normal for like a person, like when the family first shows up and it was also funny to see him like go out and try to act tough when we know that he's this nerdy fucking dad. Yeah. Who makes dad jokes. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Um, God, I just have so many like, it's like random thoughts. It's very hard for me. Sure, to let's see. just get
0: random with it, man, whatever. Okay,
1: something I was thinking about, because you we were talking about the family in the car and it just reminded me of another scene where the the daughter is talking about fluoride in the water. Yes, and, and I, it seems kind of out of
0: nowhere. But, yes. But it's so specific that I was like, make note of it.
1: I also, I thought instantly of Dr. Strangelove Cause that's a whole scene, in that is it's Peter's. It is. It's got to be Peter Sellers, right? Going off about fluoride in the water. No, that's
0: George C. Scott.
1: It is George C. Scott. I believe
0: so. Complaining about uh 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 fluids. Yeah. Yeah, your essential fluids.
1: No, but they're—he's complaining about like they're—they're they're putting fluoride in the water, and it's my like it's literally what she's talking about. But is it George C. Scott or is it positive. Peter Sellers? No, I'm pretty sure. Or is it It's, Slim it's
0: not one of Peter Sellers' three characters in that movie. It's
1: not okay, but it's interesting that Peter Sellers plays multiple characters in that movie. Oh, there you go. And maybe that was a little reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe. But yeah, the daughter is saying in the car, she's like the government's putting fluoride in the water to uh, control everyone's minds. Oh, nobody cares about the end of the world. And it's funny that like one, that's not true. Fluoride is good. Uh, yeah. To have in your water. Don't be like Portland. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't be like Portland. I, Keep your teeth out. I like
1: the idea of Portland, but then I think about, like, no, I would have to just manually make sure my teeth are fluoridated. And Yeah, fuck
0: that. Yeah. Uh, but two, it's funny because in the end, that is what's going on, not with fluoride, but with these tethered people. It was a government experiment mm-hmm. to control brains, and it's seemingly the end of the world with the end shot of, like, them all holding hands. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite shots that I noticed early on, even before we got into the talk of Shadow, and tethers and stuff is when they get to the beach did you notice this shot it's fucking very cool i was very proud of myself oh for shit seeing. okay it's an overhead shot of them walking along the beach and because it's like straight overhead you only see the tops of their heads as they're walking but they have shadows being cast very hard on the ground and so if you just like change the perspective in your mind it is a shot of shadow people oh like walking, walking. Across that's the screen. cool yeah
1: that's pretty cool yeah
0: it'd be like a normal there's shot a lot of, shadow people. of
1: cool shots like that where uh so when when lupita telling her husband about like she finally kind of comes clean about like why she's afraid of the beach and what happened to her she tells that whole story with her back to the camera and and uh, we see her reflection yeah Mm -hmm. so we we're watching her reflection tell that story which is interesting because the person whose story it actually is is the reflection it is the girl who is still stuck in the forest because as we realize, they were like switched.
0: yeah let's talk about that ending yeah because the ending reveals that when Adelaide Addie ran into her doppelganger in the maze her doppelganger strangled her Mm -hmm. and took her back down underground to where all the other tethered people were and handcuffed her to a a bed Mm -hmm. and then left and took her place and that's why after that scene uh we see still in 1986 at Addie who was actually
1: Bread. tethered Addie. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: confusing. So,
0: yeah, Underground Addie is is really quiet and her parents are concerned and her mom even says, "We just want our little girl back." Mm-hmm. Because their little like their their little girl is gone. Mm-hmm. And uh and that was why the thriller shirt was such an important thing and the commercial for the Hands Across America. Is that what it's called, Hands Across mm-hmm. America? Yeah, because those were the last things that real Addie had. And so she had the Thriller shirt and she saw that that was like a big form of political statement. So when she rallied the rest of the Tethered to do their like rebellion, uh, they dress in a red jumpsuit mm-hmm. like Thriller. Yeah, They wear one glove mm-hmm. like Thriller and their idea of like the biggest statement they can make is to do Hands Across yeah. America.
1: And I think on the poster for Hands Across America, it is like a bunch of red stick figures. Yeah. Yeah. So so it makes sense. They would dress in red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: there. I saw some people online because like that twist happens, and apparently, a lot of people saw it coming.
1: I didn't. Liz saw it coming. I turned. I I kind of just turned my brain off. I do that
0: with movies. Where I, I, I
1: I don't want to be able to guess, so I just don't let myself. I go where
0: they take me. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to jump ahead of what they I genuinely show me. didn't
1: see it coming.
0: I did think it was curious. When they start killing the shadow people and they hit the uh, shadow daughter with the car and the mom gets out and finds her and seems to be sympathetic to her and show her like sympathy because and then it's revealed later that, oh, it's because she came from the underground. Uh she's yeah. a tethered person like that. and that's why she's also uh, same thing with the son when he backs into the fire and she's like no and I was like, Why is she so concerned about them? Oh, because she is one she of is
1: them. She is them and she feels for them even mm-hmm. though even yeah. though
0: they're not her kids. Yeah because as the as red says in her fairy tale speech she gave birth to those kids yeah and that's also another thing is red is the only one who can talk Mm -hmm. because she's not an actually tethered person yeah she was she was, she
1: learned how to speak and then because none of the other tethered people ever would have learned how to speak they're all just feral yeah and But she would have retained, you know, English from when she was a kid. But she was, what, like six or so years old? Six or eight, yeah. And, yeah, so her either, like, yeah, she gets her throat Mm crushed. And then also she hasn't really had a reason to speak for years either. So she communicates with them in, like, these gestures and noises and stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you start to be able to piece it together that she is a, tethered person when um she's killing that twin in Tim Heidecker's house because she's making the same grunting noises mm-hmm. as the tether and that's when her son Jason comes in and sees her doing that and that leads to him eventually at the end we think he realizes that his mom came from underground cuz he sees like the last There's shot is some... him like putting his mask on yeah. all like concerned before it fades to that overhead shot yeah yeah. It,
1: that's what makes me want to watch it again, because yeah. that twist was like, well, fuck. <laughs> now that changes how I was looking at this whole movie. Because I, one reading I had on it was the idea of like how trauma changes someone and... Yeah, they talk about PTSD in the movie and she's diagnosed with PTSD as a kid and, and we, her dad kind
0: of dismisses it. She, yeah, she wasn't She a nom. wasn't a
1: numb or anything and that people still dismiss PTSD mm-hmm. that way. Um but she's like when the mom is talking to the therapist, she's like I just want she said she wants my little girl back mm-hmm. or she wants her to talk or something. Yeah, she, but I you know she says I want my little girl back.
0: Yeah. We just want her little which girl. Which
1: we realizes really now can be read very literally at the end of the film but it also is like when someone goes through a traumatic experience there is like you're not you're not the same anymore if you've Mm -hmm. got ptsd like that's just part of you like it's just part of you and you can you can work with it and learn to cope with it but ultimately i mean i think there's there's science that trauma changes your, your brain like i think that that's legit like a traumatic event will change your brain yeah and so there, is, I think there's that read to it, too, is, she, you know, even if she wasn't literally swapped out with someone else, she is a different kid coming back mm-hmm. from that experience. And same with, um, you know, Jason realizing maybe his mom is not the person he thought she was. It also is like, he, he's watching, yeah, like watching your mom kill someone. That you're never gonna see your mom as the same person, yeah. And that's why she's going. Oh, it's gonna be all like before. We're all gonna be the same as before, she and none of them that. are. They're they're mm-hmm. all different people. They are. They all like, in a way, become these weird shadow versions of themselves because they just went through this traumatic fucking shit as a family. And yeah, this movie's a comedy, and they're kind of goofing, you know, through stuff. But I I almost read that comedy as like a coping thing because I think that that's very. True of you know people living through traumatic events is you you use humor to cope and um that's like especially the kids joking with each other I think maybe later they it's gonna it starts settling in like oh we basically just like even if you're you're murdering versions of your neighbors that aren't really your neighbors it's you're still like murdering people who look exactly like your neighbors you're you're murdering someone who looks exactly like your daughter yeah. and so. There's no, I, you know, it's not going to be easy to come back from that if you can at all. So I think there is that maybe more metaphorical side to it that, uh, yeah, an event like that and PTSD and, and living through something like that, you're a different person and your, your, your family dynamic is never going to be the same, you know. Yeah. Even if your mom isn't literally (laughs) swapped out with some weird underground lady, your mom is still not the same person after you watch her wail on a kid with a golf club or whatever she's doing. Let's not
0: forget Jason stabbed Elizabeth Moss with that rock. Yeah. He's not an innocent. They they do fucking talk about a kill count. They fucking talk about a kill count. That was
1: pretty great. Yeah.
0: I had the I was, highest kill count of the family. I was and like, in my dreams,
1: that that's a reference, which- I know. In my in my dreams. But yeah, they're, oh, they're that, all arguing about who has the highest kill count. They literally count, like, no, he killed this person this person. I was like, James, they're doing your job for you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, they could do it later on because that was the thing that had me spoiled. Uh, someone commented and was like- oh, dude, you're going to have a hard time going frame by frame and us counting all those bodies. And sure, that's not a very specific thing. But from the trailers, you think this is a home invasion movie. And so it's – and, you know, I watch movies. I can put things together. I hear that. I'm like, everyone has a shadow. This is going to be a global thing or not global but a national thing. And so it sucked being 20, 30 minutes into this movie and knowing – the turn it was going to take where it expands outward to that like giant national yeah. thing just to know that was coming i don't appreciate that
1: i did kind of have a feeling that uh the other characters were going to have shadows cuz like why did we meet them
0: i did wonder why we met tim like, and elizabeth moss all right
1: cool i was like i hope that, that cuz i was like no they they have to be in more cuz that, that was, was so such funny. a random scene and then we cut to their house at night i'm like all right they're yeah we're about to meet their did
0: doubles. you ever figure out uh, any meaning behind good vibrations because fuck the police mm-hmm. comes on and it has a line mm-hmm. fuck the police coming straight from the underground mm-hmm. so that's very relevant no, anything Beach with Boys, good vibrations I couldn't figure okay out if anyone knows good anything vibrations. I don't uh, know. are the will are the wilson brothers twins no they're i was like oh, are they twins or triplets or, triplets or
1: fucking three of those wilson oh, brothers are three them. yeah oh I think one of them died though. Oh, but yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of well, Wilsons and then their Boys.
0: Good vibrations. Let us know.
1: Um, that was a great. uh It's fun. I saw a review comparing it to, and this is uh, I think an underrated scene from a movie that I think got looked over that we reviewed on the podcast and those strangers pray at night, the total eclipse of the heart scene in the pool was such a fucking awesome use of that song. And yeah. someone compared the use of beach boys in this to that scene as like a crazy contrast mm-hmm. to that. Now is like, it's, it's it's such an amazing association now to have with that song.
0: Yeah. It's- I would also uh, compare it to, I know you didn't see it, but in Belco experiment, they have a Spanish language version of California dreaming. Oh, that's during cool. an Extended scene. And in the kill count, I expressed like unease with it. I think I've come around to kind of liking the the very disparate feeling of like this okay. like jolly song kind of that's a I They're feel like jolly. that's a
1: that's a good old standby for horror. We got Hugh Lewis in the News American Psycho and yeah. even I mean it's 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 diegetic. It's not like in the soundtrack, but it's singing in the rain and, and oh, Clockwork Orange that is might be
0: one of the biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, and maybe sure. the most disturbing. Up. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, uh, so
0: I, uh, we can talk about other stuff, but I know that some people had an issue with the twist of the Lupita's having been swapped out, thinking that it opened up a bunch of plot holes. And the one I can think of and address is that when red is standing at the chalkboard near the end and she says like, why didn't you take me with you to yes. Lupita? That still works. Because that can still be OG Addie saying, instead of attacking me and putting me underground. Why didn't
1: you escape and take me with you? Yeah.
0: Why didn't you just leave underground yeah. and take me with you? Which, in defense of uh, replacement Addie, well, because it's way easier to just replace someone than be like, <laughs> hey, I look just like her,
1: but... I found her in the fun house. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. That's the thing is there's nothing in this that... Because I, I, I am I'm already annoyed thinking about all the stupid fucking re- reviews of this and videos where it's like, oh, the plot holes.
0: Well, it's, uh, yeah, let me address another one that I saw coming up is people being like, wait, the tethered are kind of controlled by the people above ground, but then OG Addie gets put underground. Why doesn't she control... Uh, tethered Addy who replaces her, which like I don't know that is broken maybe when or maybe by going above ground she gains more control of her, that soul that yeah, they share. Yeah, they still
1: share one.
0: And then I think if you can buy into that idea, that can be why uh OG Addy is eventually able to con- like get the other tethered people to lead this revolution by teaching them kind of to, like, claim more of that soul Mm -hmm. that when they're left underground without any facilities around them, they're not going to have the resources to kind of, like, uh, better... you know and this is this sounds as i'm saying it metaphorical to like homelessness and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh the resources to like take control of their lives yeah but by being taught they kind of can and gain a little bit of autonomy enough to like dress themselves and go out and stab people yeah also a fun interesting way to look at it is also having to do with terrorism uh because Mm -hmm. Mm addy is taken at a young age and mm. put in this other setting, and grows up becoming one of them, yeah. And then like leading an insurgency and like rebellion. And it's
1: reported on the news as like this is a t- is this a terrorist? Is it a performance art? Like what the hell?
0: Yeah, and I just said that was a fun way to look at it. I don't know if that's the best way to describe that. <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's though. an interesting way to think about it.
1: Yeah, and I think I think by making that swap at the end, we are left with extra empathy for the the underground for the tethered, people yeah. then.
0: cuz that's the thing is they don't and that's another reading that I saw just uh in out there in the internet talking about it that's the thing is like the tethered are fighting the above ground people but they're not each other's enemies it's the government right who fucking did this in the first place who they should be fighting but they're not being fought and it's like, oh, the, this is how this is how this happens. You pit people against I mean, each other.
1: It is how we use the poor to control the more upper echelons of society. Like it's how, like literally, we use the the kind of quote unquote like underbelly of society to control our like you know the majority of our our citizens are like more middle class, and you know like the the top echelon of society can use the, that clash. To keep all, all the of class us in yeah, control. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're not looking at who's really to blame. And I think that that's totally what's supposed to be going on here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of stuff to read into it, man. For sure. Uh, oh, and then they do have the line when they ask them who they are We're Americans. We're Americans. And at first that line is like, What is that? It's it's supposed funny, to be a joke? Like, yeah. what's going on? But no, they're saying like, The US government created us. Yeah, we are and Americans. We,
1: if you want to keep going with that reading, which I think is a great reading, mm-hmm. we've we created homelessness. We we've, we've created this underclass of people because that's how we built our country. Is we have to have this this underclass to have a super upper class, but we're all Americans and we've failed these people, mm-hmm. right? It's like we let them exist like that because it makes it they're they're an easy way to. Yeah. Keep order and make people feel like, well, I, you know, I at least have more than this other person, you know, Yeah. by putting that hierarchy in place.
0: It's like, it's like, well, fast food workers want $15 an hour. I, I, I do my job I, for $15 an hour. Exa- exa- well then exa- ask for
1: 20. That's exa- Right. You're, you're looking at people who want just, yeah, a, a livable situation as the enemy. You're looking at the, the tethered as the enemy when they're not, they just want to get out of this fucking nasty bunker where they're pretending to ride roller coasters. <laughs> oh God, that's so sad. You know? They're like spinning around. When on you the think about it, world. it's like honestly a really tragic movie because it's it's we don't actually see the villains. It's a horror movie where we've we discuss the real villains like once or twice. Mm-hmm. When you think about it. The tethered are not the villains of this film. And like no, we don't actually see the real Villain, yeah, this, which is interesting, yeah, yeah, and it's like really when you kind of think about it, it's actually just really sad.
0: And obviously, we're we're getting political here, but I mean, the, the it's movie, a Jordan
1: Peele movie. Eat my, like, eat me. <laughs> Kiss my anus. Kiss my anus.
0: <laughs> in that case, I that is I one wish case you where would I wish would
1: choose <laughs> Um, I guess like in a totally uh uh apolitical opinion, Tim Heidecker, my little baby Tim, Tim Tim was so good in this. I'm a huge Tim and Eric fan. I oh, I adore yeah. I adore those boys, and I was so excited that Tim Heidecker was going to be in a Jordan Peele movie, and he's so funny. And in it, this. Uh, that
0: pairing with Elizabeth Moss was
1: beautiful. I want them to be a couple in like just anything else. I'll watch them be yeah, a couple. Like in.
0: that that couple should be like. You know how in Chopping Mall, there's the couple from that other movie yes. that are randomly in there. Do that with Tim yeah, or they're Moss. kind
1: of commenting. Meta yeah, and on, it doesn't like,
0: matter that they yeah. died in this one. It's, just fucking stick just them in another them movie. Have them in there, yeah. yeah. Just give them a scene where they're doing their thing. Yeah, it's great. They're
1: so funny. Oh,
0: speaking of Elizabeth Moss, so uh, I didn't catch this. I read this online. Her doppelganger's name is Dahlia.
1: Mm, which black i guess Dahlia. is black dalia
0: with the lipstick and cutting her uh-huh. cheek and also the cutting her cheek could be the shadow the the tethered
1: trying to give herself plastic surgery yeah because she I cuts that, herself yeah. yeah
0: she cut her face to, to mm-hmm. make her look better
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i i caught that too because I, I was wondering like why did we talk briefly about this character getting plastic surgery yeah did, and did shadow tim have tats I don't think oh, we I ever see know. his arms. Tim was all tatted up. I know With it was stamp weird. tattoos. Stamp tats. As a
0: term that we just learned from Beth yeah. is when you have a bunch of tattoos on your arm but they're not all interconnected. Yeah, it's, like uh like Randy Orton his all his, his tattoos are very
1: Oh yeah, they're connected. they're nice. They're yeah. fucking
0: cool. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, stamp tattoos are just where they're like, just
1: kinda <laughs> like it, you know it's Tattoos that are like separate from each other and a bunch of them are fine, but when they're all separate but like really close together, it's kind of goofy looking.
0: Yeah, I compared it to when you're like making a character in a video game and you're just like
1: sticking you a add bunch of stuff just on. Too him. much stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I saw someone online say that, uh, and I I don't know. If, I don't think this is a joke. You will understand at all, but for people who watched Tim and Eric, it made me laugh very hard. That uh, Shadow Tim, uh, his whole scheme was uh just to get up there and get that free real estate and he did. <laughs> it's free real estate.
0: I did Shadow tim was like had a lot of personality. He was a was big like, Yeah, oh yeah, the, the high, oh, oh.
1: Fuck, that was so good. Yeah, he was great. It made, like it made my heart swell oh, uh, to see Casey doing so well without <laughs> his brother.
0: Uh some horror movie references Jason is the si- the kid's name mm-hmm. uh his doppelganger's burnt which we didn't really understand why Yeah if so,
1: I, I maybe I'm just not putting some pieces together but I don't understand why his mouth was like burnt up Yeah, but, but it, it, it reminds kind of some Freddy, people of Gruger, Freddy
0: yeah. uh they're wearing jumpsuits like Michael Myers mm-hmm. uh you had a good a little commentary on his Wolfman mask. Yes, he's I love this. He's running around in that Wolfman mask like the Hank whole... with a Batman mask. Oh, my gosh. Yes,
1: it is. <laughs> it's I am, maddening. I am the bat. Oh, yeah. I keep cutting my tongue on this opening. <laughs>
0: well, stop sticking your it's, tongue in it's it. It's
1: maddening. It's maddening. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the first time we meet the the brother, Jason, I, he's got the Wolfman, which he has on the whole movie. He's got this Wolfman mask on top of his head and you sometimes run around actually wearing it but i wrote down like oh okay he's got a wolfman mask and like werewolf uh, and it it's the universal wolfman it looks like it's pretty damn close yeah. to that original design and that character is a a man who is it's two characters that share a soul like yeah. he is not when he turns into the wolf he's not him it's the wolf is its own entity but they share the same soul mm-hmm. so i was like okay cool we've got this like you know the wolf man is a yeah okay cool 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 jacqueline Hyde kind of sure but then uh we meet his shadow self and his shadow self is a little like he's running around on all fours the whole movie like a little wolf or a little dog like he's, he's got growling, he's yeah. growling and he is like a little wolf but he's got a person mask on his mask is like a uh, a weird it almost looks like a kind of creepy skin mask but it's like this yeah it's it's weird it it is like a like it's a person like it's it's as person like as you can get some, a mask to look without it being a literal like person mask because then that would be like all right i see what we're doing here you know <laughs> but i just thought that that was that was so interesting as his shadow self is the inverse of what he's doing running around and mm-hmm. i also noticed that i was paying a lot of attention to like costuming colors and oh, this because it was really really interesting uh the daughter had a, a shirt on that I learned is is I think Vietnamese it's uh, to. Thai maybe Thai oh shit I don't know
0: I yeah oh. it's another language for rabbit yes yeah
1: that translates to rabbit it's t-h-o which I think it's, it'd be toe
0: but I liked your typography yeah, yeah, yeah. assessment so that
1: word um and I wonder if that's why they picked that specific language because the word for rabbit t-h-o each of those letters, if you split down the middle, like uh, uh, vertically, they reflect on themselves. They're a mirror image. So T. The capital version. The capital. Of those letters, yeah, you yeah. can fold T in half, and you can fold H in half, and you can fold O in half. Yeah. And they're mirrors of themselves. That's great.
0: And that, uh, yeah, that's like the 1111 mm-hmm. symbolism, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I was a little confused until I thought about it at first. Uh, the kid, the son, Jason, comes out of the Hall of Mirrors and sees like a bloody guy in a green mm-hmm. coat mm-hmm. and he draws a picture of it later. That is the shadow version of of the Jeremiah 11, 11, guy, because when they're driving into Santa Cruz, they see him being taken out on a, a gurney. Mm-hmm. And so he was killed he by was his shadow bird He was the first version.
1: casualty of the, <laughs> the great shadow, the shadow uprising invasion. Yeah. The tethered <laughs> invasion. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I do really want to watch this again. It is uh, definitely worth it. Lots a of a lot. Le- we got, there's a baseball game on TV. The score is tied at 11, 11. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can hear the announcer, the news channel in the very, very beginning is channel 11. In, the one that she's watching.
0: And I believe the Twin Towers are shown
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm. they got 11 uh obviously jeremiah eleven eleven. the black flag t-shirts their logo is the four bar it looks like eleven eleven. okay
0: because the guy at the carnival had a black flag shirt shirt, and then the daughter has one too and i I noticed that i was like yeah
1: i was i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. i was trying to and then i think no it's just the logo is is it looks like two 11s next to each other okay Yeah. Um. Let me see if I'm. I have so many.
0: We have a recurring song with five on it, which Uh is great. And I love that they didn't play. They do it with Home Alone later, but I love that they didn't play it with like the daughter being like, "What's this old music?" What's
1: this old? No, she was into
0: it. Yeah, because it's it's fucking cool. (laughs) Uh. And so yeah, that the like orchestrated version of it Mm -hmm. during the ballet fight dance thing. Cool scene. I just want
1: to say Real after cool. this and after Annihilation, more oh, yeah. movies where the climax is <laughs> interpretive dances. Interpretive am, dance fighting. I am extremely into it. I will never not be into that. It's so fucking good. That was such a gorgeous sequence. And yeah, it goes back to like what I was saying with the the Potted Dune music from the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. I thought it was very, like a very- That's cool, and I wouldn't have known also, that. And also, maybe this is getting like real deep into it, but the Nutcracker is, so I was in the Nutcracker as a kid. Mm-hmm. I know that score inside and out and that story and like the many versions of it. But like that story in some versions of that ballet, um, when Clara, the little girl, goes into either sometimes it's a dream, sometimes it's real, but she goes to like the the land of the Sugar Plum Fairy and stuff. And in some versions of the ballet, she becomes the Sugar Plum Fairy, and the prince that she meets is like the nutcracker. So you get these weird like like alter egos of all the characters because yeah. then her like uncle shows up and he's. It, it's almost like a Wizard of Oz kind of thing where it's, like, versions of people we meet earlier, but it's these, like, crazy hyper fantasy versions of all of them. So, I think that's a interesting th- thing, too, is the Nutcracker is, like, that fantasy and, yeah, yeah alter egos of characters and stuff. Yeah. Cool. That's such a cool sequence. And, like, red and white is so, like, jarring to look at, too. Like, that color scheme. And mm-hmm. I thought it was... I wonder if it was if it was a big visual hint that everyone I I think everyone else's clothing like everyone's got like a a lot of blood and stuff on because they're all like getting in on it. But Lupita is covered in blood and her shirt and everything is like almost saturated red like she slowly her outfit slowly is turning red this movie because she's an all white. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much going on in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry if this is like truly all over the place. I
0: think it's all over the place, but I don't know how else to discuss this. I don't want to go beat by beat with the plot because, I mean, one, my notes aren't that good enough to do. But two, I think it's more interesting to just talk about it as things come to mind. That being said, I think I'm almost out of thoughts I, here. I
1: think so, too. I'm looking at like, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking through my.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, uh I was a little unclear on how they could control the actions of their tethered selves and how, to what extent, because the, the most obvious case of it is when Jason makes his tethered self Hmm. back up into the fire. But it happens earlier on with the dad, uh, who he notices when he adjusts his glasses, his tethered self adjusts uh, just like thin air on his face. And I believe when they're fighting on the boat, doesn't he hit him? Like he crashes his own head onto the engine, mm-hmm. and that causes the uh, the tethered self to do it and fall into the water. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like wondering uh, to what. Yeah, but also it's this is a movie where. And this is again where I'm gonna I'm already annoyed at just the nitpicking people are gonna do because I just don't think that's the point. Like I came away with such a, a, a visceral feeling after this, and clearly the subtext is really effective, and I, I think I'm at least kind of cat you know, I I get what he's trying to say with this and that the fact that it moved me so much and that I ultimately do like talking about it, find it a very sad movie is like that matters so much more to me than like some b- bullshit logic about like, oh, well, then how if
0: the rules about the rules t- of yeah. this world, I yeah. don't
1: I truly don't care. He told us what we needed to know about it. And that's that.
0: I agree. Um Consistency is important. Logical consistency insofar as it makes the story that I'm watching make sense. The more important thing to me, a lot of the time, not all the time, is just like thematic interest. Yeah, You know, it's why Halloween 2018 was so interesting to me. There was a lot thematically going on. It's why Annihilation is my favorite movie of the past however many years. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so rich thematically. There are so many different ways to look at it. Mother. That's why I fucking love mother is because right. we can sit here and discuss it and not get bored because we can come up with different ways to read it which Yeah. That's awesome.
1: I wonder I'm I'm looking through my notes now and and one of my notes is kind of sticking out it's just a random like last thing to leave on cuz I I don't I don't know what to say about it but yeah. I think it's interesting it's it's not a coincidence I think this movie is all about how like none of these things are like they're coincidences but they're not you know. Oh yeah. Uh the the brother uses a toy ambulance to like he or the sister like kicks that toy ambulance out from the closet door and locks the brother in and we see this toy ambulance over and over again and they escape at the end in an ambulance and the that ambulance is like so what I'm wondering like what uh you know I, I I wonder maybe if like no you know okay here's what it is okay I think uh okay. I I'm just I'm just <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean the wheels are turning I, it's cool I think the toy ambulance, so it, it's used in the beginning to first lock Jason in that closet, and then lock the uh, the shadow Jason in the closet, and ultimately the end. Lupita, who we, we learn is the is the tethered version. Wait, no.
0: Yeah, it was originally tethered. But the
1: she was originally the tethered version. She is using that ambulance ultimately to like. Kick the door closed on the other version of herself. Oh,
0: okay. She's locking
1: that version by of herself. taking that
0: ambulance away. She drives off in the ambulance. uh Yeah, locking her and she le- she's behind. leaving
1: that other mm. world behind. Fun. literally locked up behind her. All right. Yes, yeah, so that's my read on the because that I was like that's on purpose. Like, well, a, like who? What yeah. little kid has an ambulance? Yeah, toy? little ambulance
0: car, and then that's that's what they yeah. escape in in the end. Cool. Yeah. Good call. That's Good my catch, last huh? little like. Yeah, I'm sure there are tons of other things to talk about, and if you have any interesting thoughts or commentary on what we said, I would love to hear them. Please don't comment with kill count requests. I want to read interesting comments yeah. about
1: this movie. And keep it civil, please. <laughs> oh, oh
0: yeah. I forgot. Because it gets into, socio it gets com- into... social commentary. It gets into... Oh, boo Yeah. Just be... You can disagree. If you disagree with us about some of the things we were saying about the minimum wage discussion, go ahead and disagree. Just be civil about it, man. Yeah. That's all we need. We just need discussion and dialogue. And I think that this movie... Was cool in fostering that. Mm -hmm. It it made made us talk about it. Mm -hmm. It Made us talk about yeah. This I love that he addressed like this, you know, the class system kind of that we have going. on. The class
1: system and ultimately like the trauma that that's brought America and how we don't under we don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I think it. I think it literally is about like has and have nots and the trauma of like class division.
0: And uh, yeah, on that note, us. U.S. hmm United States. Yeah. We Everybody. are Americans.
1: Ma'am. People, like, film students and like, are, honestly, they're probably already fucking studying Jordan Peele in film class. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to email my professor and be like, hey, since I graduated, like, what are you teaching in class? And I would be shocked if he's not already teaching Jordan Peele stuff. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Come on our podcast. Jordan Peele's a genius. And <laughs> yeah. it's like... I don't know, man. It's cool though that like we we live in a time where we can like I we can recognize him as a G, like he's super he's like multi-talented. Yeah. Um and he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Cuz often we were I was just talking about this on Clark Wolf's podcast, which I will be I, if, I don't know if that's already out no it'll be out this week but we are talking about just like the idea of the the genius who is amazing like very specifically smart at something but is a total knucklehead like amadeus we were talking about oh, okay, like mozart yeah. was a yeah. piece of shit but
0: well like the uh, savant
1: yeah just like unquote. yeah but like like it's final time because that's the movie we reviewed is <laughs> yeah. is though they are genius musicians and the movie makes a point to show us that we got yeah. nigel playing the piano but Other than that, he's a total idiot and same like Mozart is like a socially inept, like fart, like walking fart joke. But he composes music that people are like, God gave you this gift. But it's cool. Like Jordan Peele seems like a well-adjusted person who also is a genius. (laughs) This is what I meant to say. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs)
0: Yeah. On that note. Let's uh let's get out of here. You can follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And I'm at Carebeck, C R E B E C C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, There are also links under this video if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah,
1: that's a new thing we put. Oh, and also there.
0: rate and review us on whatever you're listening
1: to oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're supposed to do too. that. Uh,
0: <laughs> especially Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Like, subscribe, do all that shit. Yeah. Uh we'll have our regular episode for you on Tuesday. Yep. This is a bonus one. Mm-hmm. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> but until then, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. This has been the Debbie Podcast.